0: Thank you for listening to the For the Campus podcast, where we have conversations about Christian faithfulness and the college campus. To learn more about City Church Tallahassee and our college ministry, Salt Company, head to citychurchtallahassee.com and follow us on Instagram at citychurchsalt.
1: All right. Hey, Dean, thanks for coming on the For the Campus podcast with our senior pastor, leading chief here. And today's topic is... What is the big deal about Sundays? So when you first hear that question, because we're at the beginning of the school year. Sounds be- like a country
2: song. Sorry. <laughs> that's good to be here. What, Go ahead, that's sorry. what I love about Sunday.
1: Oh, Remember that old song? Yep. So um, Lincoln Bio. Uh, no, like, so w- with college students coming back and in, in getting kind of reconnected to churches, I think a lot of them, they might attend on Sundays because you feel like maybe that's something you should do some. But if somebody were to walk up to you in a coffee shop and say, what's the big deal with Sunday? What's the first thing
2: coming to mind? Yeah, well, if the person's a Christian specifically, I, I would tell them that it is as much as God's design for believers in the scriptures as you can possibly imagine. I mean, it's as clear as Jesus walking on the water. Mm-hmm. You know, It's as clear as love your neighbor. It's it's, it's as clear as anything in the scriptures. Uh, to the point where you can't even understand the New Testament letters unless you understand they're all in the context of the local church mm-hmm. and actually specific congregations you know that are a covenanted, unified togetherness, you know, membership together uh, under some sort of church leadership, and uh, usually it's elders in the scriptures. Uh, so I, what makes a big deal about it begins with the fact that it's God's design for you. And mm-hmm. almost be like asking, what's the big deal about marriage? Well, marriage is God's design. He said it's not good for man to be alone. Right? Like that's what he has created for us. And the two main institutions God has given us is the marriage and the local church. Mm -hmm. So who are we to even begin to say that we know better than God, Mm -hmm. right? That this is not important for me as a believer. When God has prescribed this as a primary vehicle for all of the Christian life, serving mission, discipleship, I mean, all of it, fellowship, community support, prayer, all comes in the context of local church and the scriptures. So you talk about the two main institutions
1: are marriage and the church How do you handle somebody who says that's exactly the problem? It's an institution like that anti-institutional mindset.
2: Yeah, well, I think that those I know it's kind of trendy to say that right now, but little do they know that everything around them is an institution that's been built. Like the reason why we can send missionaries around the world is because of our institutions. Mm -hmm. Right. The reason why our pastors can be uh, pastors to be can be seminary educated, educated is because we're institutions. Mm -hmm. The reason you can attend Florida State University is because of our institutions Uh, So I I would just say, first of all, don't give into uh, the, that hype, like that false hype, you know, that this is like, that's a problem. Uh, And that's a good thing without, take away institutions and you take away society. Mm -hmm. Okay. First of all, but even more than that, much more significant than that is that is a church an institution? Yes. Is it more than that? Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a, it's a living, breathing body of people that the Lord has brought together but God really does care about organized religion. It's also cool to say, well, "I just yeah. don't do organized religion." <laughs> A lot of guys, like in their sixties, like to say that. Like yeah. guys in sixties, I just don't. I'm just not into organized religion. Well, God is very into organized religion, mm-hmm. uh, and we see in the New Testament letters, He is organizing their religion. And mm-hmm. the Old Testament, the same thing. We see with the, the Hebrew people; He's organizing their religion, you know, throughout the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's just something that that we think it's it's very. It's also very like American Western like kind of privileged 21st century to say things like that. The global church doesn't say things like that. That's a very American understanding of it. Well, you know I love a good meme,
1: and I saw a funny meme the other day that was, a girl sitting with a laptop that said capitalism sucks. And she had an Apple laptop and a Starbucks cup next to her.
2: Yeah. And her, and, and, and her, and because of capitalism, <laughs> her parents could afford to send her to college. And she was and, at an airport. She yeah. was at an airport too. Yeah. Exactly. yeah it's so amazing. It's like,
1: but I think, yeah, I think, I think that's really helpful too of like people have these negative experiences in the past and then they associate every organized group of Christians as the one that maybe hurt them. And so I think that's kind of the temptation too to take negative, past experiences and to transpose them on future
2: churches. Yeah. It's human nature, right? I mean, like if, if you go to a football game and like the, like you say, you go to, um, let's say you will go watch Florida state play at Clemson and like you're in a section where like a Clemson student, like spills beer on you and like cusses you out then what's the conclusion? Clemson fans are the worst. They're the worst people on earth, and it's the worst (laughs) fan base. It's like, well, if we would have sat across the old people who are like the millionaire boosters who all wear sweaters to the games, it probably wouldn't have been that way. You know, it's like, it's just our human nature, you know, but we as Christians have to think differently Mm -hmm. and force ourselves to think differently. And it's so easy to take the fringe or the one-time experience and try to make that the norm. Mm -hmm. And we have to fight against the temptation to do that because really it's not true and it's not fair. Yeah. And there is that old country saying that the church is filled with hypocrites, and we have room for one more. You know, kind of. <laughs> yeah. A, yeah, and we want to strive away from that. Obviously, we don't course. want to be hypocrites. But I, I, I don't know really who first said it, but uh, it's like see, people say it all the time: where if there is, if there was a perfect church side of heaven, you'd ruin it by by walking in the door, right? Because yeah. because <laughs> we're all sinners. You know, we all need grace, and the church should be a grace factory. Like it should be yeah. a haven for that. So I would say, like, you are not gonna. Just because a chi- you have a bad experience at a, you know, restaurant, a Chick-fil-A in, you know, Montgomery, Alabama, doesn't mean that your Chick-fil-A experience one time, that mm-hmm. one bad experience you had for, for two seconds is going to be bad in Tallahassee, Florida. You know, yeah. so we just got to be more fair about it. And more, by about way, I mean sober-minded. Mm-hmm. This generation, I just want to challenge you all, like, your reputation can be being very sensitive, um, being very fragile, and I just don't think that's really the Christian posture. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think we need to be sober-minded people because we think clearly about things. We take every thought captive, right? We're able to actually exercise healthy emotions in you know, yeah. self-control. And so I would just say to make that part of your college experience is to be a sober-minded person yeah. who may, who works hard at thinking clearly because you have the mind of Christ, right? And, and that because of how you're seen in God's eyes as forgiven, adopted, reconciled to him, uh, part of his family, uh, that, you're, that, that that's the lens you see the world with, not a lens that constantly has to make sure you're not being offended and coddled mm-hmm. and all those kind of things. And, and here at city church, like we are
1: unapologetically pro local church. Like we really, and yep. it, it's easy to say that it's an occupational bias, but the reality is that we've all, you know, I've been at this church for 14 years and I've seen what happens when people actually start coming and get connected. My parents, I mean, awesome. your parents, I it's mean, awesome. we, th- we could just sit here, I mean, real people in our lives and we see what happens when people get connected. Could you explain yeah. how does being connected and coming on Sundays. Because we're talking about what's the big deal about Sundays. Coming to the main gathering, how does that impact our lives and how does that impact the lives of others?
2: Yeah, we're very pro-local church and we're very pro-college students. Mm-hmm. What an awesome coming together those two things are, mm-hmm. you know, those two worlds are. Um, so I think one of the impact it has on you is you're participating in God's design. Mm-hmm. That first and foremost is a big deal. Like at a wedding, I'll usually say in a performer wedding ceremony, I'll say, the two of you right now are going to actually take part in God's design. You're like Mm -hmm. actually acting out what God has given us, you know, in this marriage ceremony. Uh, So I think that's one thing you're doing is you're actually, as a Christian, are operating Mm -hmm. in the means that God has given us to operate, which is the local church and then the world as his missionaries, right? Those are kind of two places where we operate, church and world. Uh, So I think that's one where it's critical. I also think that we really need good echo chambers. Echo chambers is used negatively nowadays. Oh, you're just in an echo chamber. Your social media is just an echo chamber. Yeah. It definitely can be very negative. Mm-hmm. But we need some good echo chambers in our lives. Because the world has them. Like, go to go on campus. Those classrooms are echo chambers for one way of life and one philosophy. We need the chance to come together in a healthy echo chamber where you can feel for a moment like you're not crazy. Mm-hmm. There's other people who actually do believe Jesus rose from the grave. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that yeah. there's other people around you that actually do believe this. that do believe that God has designed marriage to be this way, right? So we need that in our lives, mm-hmm. but also like what we bring to the table, mm-hmm. right? Like think about like skipping the family reunion, uh, you know, every single year. Like you never will go because there's somebody there you don't like, whatever it could mm-hmm. be. One, you're missing out issues and you know and uh, tensions and all. You're missing out on the family reunion, but also yeah. they're missing out on having you. Like, they want you to be there, mm-hmm. right? Like, like, it's not just that you're missing. They're missing you. you know, so we, so that part of that fellowship, you being part of the mission, how you can serve your prayers to the church, your financial support, are all things the church also benefits from from you being a part of it. So not only are you participating in God's design, you're helping further God's design mm-hmm. uh, by being part of the local church. And again, there's there, it's unrecognizable in the scriptures to see an unchurched Christian, mm-hmm. but they really don't exist. And it'd be very much news to any of the writers of the Bible if they heard that was a thing. Yeah. And, and so, and if they'd correct it quickly. So, Paul doesn't have to spend a ton of time on it because it's assumed. We see in Hebrews, don't forsake assembling together. One verse, right? Like, mm-hmm. like it's just because, there's, because there is, it's expected. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a normal flow of their lives. So, um, I think that we need to actually say, okay, what in my mind has been programmed by my own stubbornness or uh, my own negative echo chambers, my own American mind that really thinks it's possible to live the Christian life and claim to be a Christian apart from an actual local church.
1: Mm -hmm. And I know for me, when I was a college student back in like 2012, that every, every single week when we would gather together and we would sing together, this was like before we had a college ministry, I just felt very, like filled up and ready to go for the week, and just reminded, yeah. you know, when you like, w- whenever, um, it's kind of like that thing too, where you when you walk into a, a sporting event and you see all the other fans, and you're like, oh, I'm not the only. These such are my such people. Fans. It's like these you are know? my people. This is the right. G- the yeah.
2: Jesus fan gathering. Yeah, it's very cringy, but yeah, but but yeah, but yeah, what, yeah, <laughs> nice, uh, strong, but um, but think about just how you are like in the airport. You know, you pass somebody in a Florida State shirt. What are you going to say to them? Go Knowles. Go Knowles. Another city. Like those are your people, yeah. You know, like so we need to view the church as much more than that, you know, mm-hmm. because those people is because you have a common place where you studied, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, a common school you went to. That uh, this we we are family and are people because it's been purchased by God that mm-hmm. way, you know. So we need to see those who are our people first, and also I want to encourage students out there to pick a church, yeah. You know, like the, like it really is bad for your spiritual health whether you realize it might not feel like it, but it is. Uh, when you have like, I go to Bible study at this church, church at uh, worship service at this church, college ministry at this church. Yeah, uh, that's just really carrying a consumer mindset in you uh, that God never intended for you to have, and it's bad for the church mm-hmm. because they're using these resources to uh, people resources, financial resources, building resources to maybe disciple you and invest in you. But it's like, wait a second, are you part of this family or should be disciple to that church over there or should be yeah. that church over there where you go on Tuesday or this church where you go to Bible study or the, pick a church and, yeah. and, and submit yourself. In fellowship to that church and make it a massive part of your life. It's uh, so this whole like, I go to you know my church I go to doesn't have a college ministry, so I still go there on Sunday with my family, but I go to City Church uh, for Salt Network on mm-hmm. Tuesday nights. That either start a college ministry where you are, or mm-hmm. go to a church where you're going to go be part of a college ministry. Yeah, if it's our church or not, that's just that's just like what healthy patterns of church faithfulness look like. And, and we um and we have those conversations
1: with college students of like, hey, if if you if you love that church why don't you take what you love about our college ministry and do that there and we've had people in the city do that which like, is awesome and yeah. new college ministries form and we love it and we're excited on the back end too we have an amazing student leader Hayden Kelly who he he was at a church he was a member there. He had a great, nothing negative experience, but he saw what was happening with student leadership and college ministry. And he had a really mature conversation with a senior pastor who we both know. And he said, I want to go over there and I want to be all in and I want to be a part of this ministry. And the pastor was like, Thrilled, he was excited to see. That's, I appreciate that's that. that's the maturity. Yeah, and both
2: those things matter. Well, we yeah. want to see more local churches in our town have college ministries. Mm-hmm. We want to see more churches have vibrant college ministries. Cause it's a big old campus. Yeah, it takes a lot more than just our church and a couple others to reach them. Mm-hmm. So we want to see more churches do that. And at the same time, we want to see people who go. I'm not going to be a consumer if, if I if I feel like I have something to offer to a college ministry or student leadership at a local church. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna go be a part of that church. Yeah. Not, not like I'm not going to treat it like a parachurch. church because it's not. You know. Yeah. So. And also, I'm not, this is not like me set instead of rules. This is like celebrating God's design. right? It's like an actual joyful, glorious thing. Like I get to take part in it. And, and it's individual local churches assembled together under their common belief in the gospel and their common mission of the Great Commission together. And it's an mm-hmm. awesome thing. Like It's a wonderful thing. I've never heard anybody regret being a part of a local church. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, granted, there's, I'm not a disclaimer. I know people have had like abuse situations. I'm not talking about those kind of things. I'm talking about people that went all in to a local church I never heard someone say, you know, I wish I wouldn't have done that. I wish I would have had an unchurched Christianity. You just don't hear people say that. Mm-hmm.
1: So the, the kind of last thing I want to talk about is, okay, how do we make the most of the time? Because obviously the scriptures say don't forsake assembling. We know that the preaching of God's word is important, that singing God's truth is important. It, it matters that we're together. But when we just come down to, okay, a student says, I, I want to go to church and I want to make the most of it. What are the things that you do to kind of, to really Do not just attend and walk through doors, but actually like attend the Sunday gathering and make the most of that time.
2: Yeah, I would say one to to not see it as a checklist, even Mm -hmm. though there's times where it's okay to do things you don't feel like doing. That's Mm -hmm. where maturity actually happens when you do the things you don't want to do. But I would say that you get here early. And by early, I mean like you're not walking in three songs in. Yeah. Like you're coming to Sunday to be a part of the worship gathering Mm -hmm. and you participate. Like you actually sing the songs. You listen to the sermon. You know, you recite the benediction, you say the prayers, you connect with your people, mm-hmm. right? And also you see it as an absolutely incredible front door for mission, you know, where you're trying to bring friends and be a part of what you're doing. And you're saying, okay, where are the, where are needs and how can I meet them? Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I have time. Even if I don't have time, I think church matters want to make time. Yeah. Like what, what are needs that I could do in my life phase or just in my simply Christianity and my fellowship in this church. So I, I think it's that, I think it's going, okay, I'm going to be a part, I'm going to be a participator. Mm-hmm. in this rather than just someone who watches. You know, like you want to be the person that's like actually standing up at the game. You know, not sitting up not sitting reading a book on the top row. Yeah. Remember that video before say professor where yeah, they were getting like, they were they were getting blown out up. by somebody. Yeah. And, well and also like you kinda couldn't blame him, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like but so I don't want to be that kind of church. Mm-hmm. You know, where somebody is so just disinterested. If I'm not a believer here. Yeah. I don't expect an unbeliever to come in and be interested. <laughs> yeah. But for a believer, they're so disinterested, they're figuratively reading a book on the top row, mm-hmm. you know, with their shirt off <laughs> and, and, and not <laughs> not paying attention. I want them to go, wow, be like, God is at work here. It's not perfect because we're not in heaven. It never will be a local church. Mm-hmm. Uh, but God's at work here, and I want to see where God is working and join him in that mm-hmm. and, and play my part in what God has given me. And again, like I've said 15 times, I'm broken record. You by doing that are participating in what God has given His people, which is the church. Yeah, and I love talking about it.
1: And 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 I think too, just one encouragement that I'll give in that too is not just like come early and serve, but also come regularly. And yeah, w- it's kind of like when, when somebody's working out, and it would be like if if you needed to lose twenty five pounds and you went to the gym one time a month, and then you said, you know what, I'm giving up on working out. It doesn't work. It's like you well, you got to actually like go regularly to get to really understand that. And I think for me. Like growing up, not having regular attendance be a part of my life. You know, it's not like the first time you ever go to a church. Usually, unless you have like a great bump in, it usually takes a while for you to really, really connect with people and get feeling like it's part of your home and all that. So I would just encourage people to like go every week and, and don't just go once a month, go, go every week, unless you're like
2: actually out of town. Yeah. yeah, be there, be a part of it. Make it, make a Saturday night decision. I'm going tomorrow. Like as yeah. part of your rhythm, where it's almost like the exception is when you don't go. Mm-hmm. You know, and it almost like feels weird because because part of a good routine, a good rhythm. Christians develop healthy habits. Yeah, and we're, and we're so obsessed with words like, well, it doesn't feel authentic. It doesn't feel if I just force. No, like that's that's all things we've made up. <laughs> yeah. Like in our in our like modern context, like r- like routine is good. Like faithfulness is good. Like having like r- disciplines that you participate in weekly if you feel like it or not are good yeah uh, god's given those things to us to form us and to and to make us more like jesus and we need to take advantage of those things
1: well you're uh, getting me excited for sunday but thanks for hanging yeah. out with us we hope to see you guys there on sunday mornings um and
2: uh dean thanks for just kind of carving this out yeah i i, f- I feel uh, personally called out by the uh gym and 25 pounds reference And besides that it was good to <laughs> it was good to be with you <laughs> i'm excited to see college students back in the fall rate roll awesome well thanks for being on